Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Faith Boost, Overcoming in Turbulent Times this morning. And um, right with me here is my wonderful wife, Akuna. You want to say something? Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, I'm sure you're going to enjoy yourself today. Welcome to this faith boost, like you said. Praise God. So we're going to have Reverend Patsy Caminetti speak to us this morning. And um, yesterday she did, yesterday in the morning, she did like a question and answer. Today she's just going to share from her heart, preach, teach, and just minister God's word. Mm -hmm. And I know you are going to be tremendously blessed. You're going to be tremendously blessed. So it's going to be another awesome time. Uh, we had a session in the morning, 10 a.m. yesterday, in the evening with Reverend Tony Cook, and they are all loaded on our Facebook um, page. So you can go there and check up the past of uh, the other events. And this morning, you're going to be blessed once again, tremendously blessed. She's going to share from her heart, and we will be impacted greatly by the word of God will be impacted greatly by the word of God. Good evening, Reverend Patsy Caminetti, all the way from Australia. We're so glad to have you. Good evening, ma'am. It's good to be with you again. Awesome, awesome. We were so blessed from your teaching and your sharing yesterday. Yeah. And um, we just want you to take the liberty. This is not question and answer. Just share from your heart teach, preach, flow, whatever the Lord will have you do, please just take it from here and we know we will be blessed. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, pastors. It's just such a, um, a real honor to get to be with you. And um, even though it, this is virtual and it isn't in the same geographic room, I still feel such beautiful communion and uh, I'm just so grateful that uh, there is only one God, one Lord, one baptism, one Holy Spirit, and, um, and we share him. And we're in the same family. Whoa. We have the same father. Yes, and man. So I, I feel like I'm in, in the, the home of family. Glory. Uh, wherever people are watching from your homes, it's just an honor to be in your home. And uh, the presence of God is so, so real when we are gathered Lord. in his name. Amen. Actually, there only needs to be two of us or three of yes, us yes, to be gathered in his name. And there he is right here Whoa. in our midst. Glory. And so Amen. I believe there are some beautiful things from the word of God tonight and Amen. we're going to look into them. But I, I tell you what, before we get into the word, I'd like us just to pray because Amen. I'm sensing his presence. Amen. And I, I know that when, when, um, when his presence is in manifestation, there is healing, Amen. there's comfort, Amen. there's restoration. There's Amen. revelation. There's clarity. Amen. There's deliverance from oppression. Amen. Glory. And so he is here. And he yeah. is uh, he is doing what only he can do. Yeah. He is this he's the savior and he's good at what he does. He's a professional Whoa. savior. Amen. So I, I want to pray. And let's let the Holy Spirit start just working uh, in, our, in our homes. Dear Heavenly Father, in this unprecedented time, when our gathering isn't so much in, in one building as it commonly is, or in a church building as it most commonly is, but our gatherings are around uh, in a living room or a dining room, or some other room, or in a car, a cafe. I thank you for your presence that makes gathering worth it. Amen. We gather to the name of Jesus. Amen. We Amen. gather around the word of God. Amen. 
And no matter what changes in this world, heaven and earth could pass away, but the Amen. word of God would never, will never pass away. Amen. So when we look at the word tonight, we're looking at something that will not shake during a time when everything around us is. We hold on to the word, both living and written in Amen. Jesus' precious name. Thank Amen. you for bringing healing in people. Amen. I thank you that people's sinuses are being healed right now. Amen. Amen. Tendons and ligaments in the hands and the arms in the Amen. back of the leg is being healed Amen. in jesus name Amen. thank you father god for your presence of peace that Amen. calms violence and calms frustration and Amen. strife Amen. and misunderstanding Amen. brings peace and clarity Amen. in homes right now Amen. I, de I declare in Jesus' name, peace be still. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. So Glory. we're going to look into, into the word of God. And it won't be unfamiliar verses of scripture tonight that we're going to look at. But because... The Holy Spirit is always living and fresh. Then even familiar verses of scripture become like a fresh loaf of bread. He becomes, he becomes our very life. And so we're going to look into the word and, uh, and there'll be sustaining word for us tonight. Amen. In the name of Jesus. So, Amen. um, I would like for us to look in Hebrews, if you would please, Hebrews, the fourth chapter. Hebrews, the fourth chapter. And in this, in this chapter and in the chapter before, the word today is used. We're going to pick up this, um, this particular reading in verse 7. And I'm reading in the New Living Translation. It says, so God set another time for entering his rest. And that time is today. It's an amazing thing how we can put off things to tomorrow. Mm. Things that, uh, that need to be done, even natural things that need to be done. Uh, sometimes we want to start a new diet or or perhaps some other kind of thing that would be good for us our bodies or our minds or our uh, could be a course that we feel like we're we're supposed to take and we think oh we'll do it another time and or maybe it's a project that we feel that we're to do and we think oh we'll wait till tomorrow and so i think procrastination is not something that is unfamiliar to us but uh, so we can wait for tomorrow. Another thing that is dangerous about tomorrow is not just waiting for tomorrow and putting things off to tomorrow, but worrying about tomorrow, mm. worrying about things that will happen in tomorrow. And Jesus warned about that in Matthew, the sixth chapter. And he told us not to worry. Mm. And he told us that, um, that we should seek first the kingdom of God instead and his righteousness and the things that we worry about in tomorrow, about what are we gonna do? What are we gonna eat? What about the economy? What about all of that stuff? Those are things about tomorrow. And he said, don't worry about tomorrow. Seek Amen. first my kingdom and everything will be added to you. Amen. Even if it has to be done miraculously, Hmm. supernaturally divinely Amen. our part is to not worry about tomorrow yes ma'am you know uh pastors my uh, i just had a birthday uh i had a birthday in april 
and I turned 62 and I'm happy to be alive in this hour. And, uh, but on that day, during my time of prayer, I was asking the Lord, Lord, do you have a word for me about this, this year of my life? Is there something that you, you want to say to me that maybe you have been saying, but I haven't been listening? Is there something that on my birthday that you want to say? And you know, he gave me two words. Often he gives me words in pairs too, because it's easy. <laughs> he doesn't give me a whole list. He gives me two because he knows I can remember two. <laughs> and he said, trust and respond. Mm. Trust and respond. So I wrote that down. I thought, whoa, there's an old song we used to sing that said, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. Did you ever hear that old song? Yes, ma'am. I haven't heard it in a long time. I just thought of it just now. But uh, the word he gave me was trust and respond. In other words, if he is speaking, then don't act like he's not. Respond. Do something with what he is saying. Yeah. So, uh, so where it comes to tomorrow, we can procrastinate or we can worry. And these are not the things to do with tomorrow. Another thing that we can do is have regrets about yesterday. We can have sorrows about yesterday. Yeah. And we can look over our shoulders at yesterday and say, what if I would have done? Or if only I would have done. And I, I wonder what, if, what would happen if I would have done. We cannot undo yesterday. But this chapter uses the word today and we're going to look at some other verses that it says it so just maybe under your breath wherever you are you may even want to say it out loud but say it to yourself right now today today today, today. not tomorrow not, not yesterday not yesterday today. today and so we don't um we we don't lose the energy for today by obsessing about tomorrow mm. and regretting about yesterday. Mm. There's a wonderful gift that happens every 24 hours and we get a new day. Amen. And there are wonderful things that happen in day blocks. Mm. In the prayer that is called the Lord's, the Lord's Prayer, commonly known as, he said, Jesus said, this give us this day all the bread we need for the rest of our lives <laughs> no no mm. he said give us this day our daily bread he didn't even say give us tomorrow the bread mm. we need for tomorrow he said no give us today the bread we need for today not only that the the mercies of the lord hmm. how often are they new every morning every morning every morning great is his faithfulness Amen. so how often do we need his mercies every day we need his mercies every day hmm. and if we use his mercies every day it keeps us in a spiritual um non-toxic uh, way where we are free from, uh, free from burdens of yesterday and free from guilt from yesterday. And no, the mercies of the Lord are, are new every morning and great is his faithfulness. Amen. Without going into a study of it, some of the, the sacrifices in the Levitical priesthood were daily sacrifices. Mm -hmm. The showbread was changed out every day. 
the incense was freshened and burnt every day and made sure that it was always in a perpetual way, but always tended in a daily way. And so there are these wonderful day increments that God works with us in. And so uh, the main segment that, that we are looking at is today. So let's go back to the scripture. Let's go back to Hebrews, the fourth chapter. And it says, so God set another time for entering his rest. And that time is today. It's today. So to enter his rest, we can think about, um, we can think about the different examples that are used from this chapter and the chapter before. But this chapter talks about that he was, uh, he rested from all of his works at the end of creation. And he entered, he, he came to this place of rest when everything was finished. And then he used this terminology of rest um, interchangeably with the land of promise or Canaan's land that Joshua took them into. It was called rest. It was a land of blessing. It was a land that was provided for them. And the Bible calls that rest. So God's works that are prepared are rest. God's hmm. promises and his land of blessing is called rest. But not only, um, not only is creation at the end of the, the finishing of creation at the end of it called rest, and not only is Canaan land called rest, but this verse of scripture tells us that, that there is, remains this rest for mm. us. Mm. And so it isn't, it isn't in Israel. We're not having to go into Israel to enter this rest. It is this land of, of promise. It is this land where God's work and his will has been established. In other words, while everything else is moving, while the earth orbits, while seasons change, while things come and go, God and his will remain the same. And so um, this place of rest or his established works, we don't have to wonder if tomorrow he's going to change his mind. We know today that his word is true. We know that it will not change. Let's keep reading. It says, that time is today. God announced this through David much later in words already quoted. Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. Today, when you hear his voice, I'm going to repeat that. Don't harden your hearts. For if Joshua had succeeded in giving them rest, God would not have spoken about another day of rest till still to come. So there is a special rest still awaiting the people of God. And as I said, it's not in Israel. Yeah. And it's not just talking about the six days of creation, uh, this, the Sabbath that followed that. It, this is a rest for us that still remains and there are principles the same. Verse 10 says, for all who have entered God's rest have rested from their labors just as God did after creating the world. So let us do our best to enter that rest. But if we disobey God as the people of Israel did, we'll fall. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It's sharper than a two-edged sword, cutting between the soul and the spirit, between joint and marrow. And it exposes our innermost being, our thoughts and desires. So there we saw it again in, uh, 
it mentioned that word twice in verse seven today today if you hear his voice today let's say that word again to ourselves today and so uh i've thought much about that because you know uh pastor talk um you would know this from listening often to prophecies of um, brother, dear brother Hagen, who's in heaven now and has been for many years. But the prophecies that came by the unction of the Holy Spirit um, uh, didn't die or pass away with him. They're they're uh, a very vibrant and and uh, life giving. And um, I remember often in pro- prophetic words that that terminology would come out, respond, respond ye to Mm. the Holy Spirit. Mm. When he is speaking, respond. So what this verse is telling us, the uh, verses that we've been looking at is that when we hear his voice today, we're not to harden our heart. How do you do that? How do you harden your heart when you hear the voice of the Lord? And I'm thinking, you know, these, Three, uh, three, three sessions with me followed up soon with, with um, Brother Tony Cook. It's called Faith Boost. Well, we all know how does faith come? Hearing. It comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of the Lord. Yeah. Well, uh, so when we hear the voice of the Lord, that, that voice is a container that contains faith from God just like a glass contains can contain water Um, anybody's words everybody's words contain something it can contain poison there's some people's words they are pretty on the outside but there's poison on the inside sometimes people's words are kind of rough but there's cool water on the inside but words are containers, and so it is with the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord is a container, and what's in those words is faith to bring those words to pass. And sometimes that word that the Lord gives us gives us comfort or it gives us peace, or, but sometimes the word of the Lord gives us direction. Sometimes it gives us correction. Sometimes it tells us what our next step is. And so we see in in the book of Acts, the people who did things by faith, uh, you can see that there was an action resulting from God speaking to them. It wasn't just, just God spoke to them. Some people, God speaks to them and they frame it. They put it in notebooks. They hang it on the wall. But if you're not acting on it, yeah. then, it's, then it's unproductive. It's dead. Ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Dead in the, in the, in the, um, in the essence of it doesn't, it doesn't bear fruit. Even if God said it, yes, it ma'am. has to be responded to. Hmm. So, when faith comes for this faith boost, Hmm. not just in these meetings, but for every day of our life, God is talking. You remember what Jesus said in in the wilderness when the devil was tempting him, and it was actually the first temptation of the devil, to him to command stones to become bread. And Jesus spoke to him. Jesus responded to the word of God and responded to God's directive to him. He he did not um, respond to the devil by making stones out of bread or bread out of stones. Thank God Jesus didn't do that. He responded to God instead. Yes, Yes, ma'am. So I love that because what we can see in that example, it's not that other voices are not talking. 
other things are coming at us to respond to. Other things are, are being spoken to us from maybe other people or feelings or the news or uh, different things that have happened or fears of what will happen. And these voices can be a barrage. We don't have to react or respond to them. Hmm. We respond to the word of the Lord. And when we do, when we respond to the word of the Lord, it causes us to speak the correct words to those, to those voices. And so we don't argue with the devil. Some people like to argue with the devil. No, Jesus never argued with the devil. Mm. Any of that interaction that Jesus ever had with the devil in the wilderness was not an argument. It was a declaration. Yes. Hallelujah. Oh, wow. Uh, so, so Jesus said this. He said, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And how often did that type of, of manna come from heaven? Well, we see in John the sixth chapter that Jesus equated the word of God, the word that comes from God, to manna that came from heaven. How often did it come? Again, it came every day. It came every day. Fresh from heaven. So how often does God talk to us? When should we expect God to talk to us? Some people expect for God to talk to them when they go to church. And they should. Because he does talk to us in church. He should talk to us in church. We should expect to hear from him in church. But that's not the only time God talks. He talks every day. Every day. So if we're going it must be every day. If we're not responding to the word of the Lord, we are responding to something. We're mm. responding to something else. And if we're responding to something else, then we're not hearkening and we are hardening mm. ourselves to the word of the Lord. He said, don't hearken, don't harden your hearts. How do you do that? By not responding to the mm. word of the Lord, by responding to something else. So he said here, respond unto or hearken unto the word of the Lord. Um, here is something that uh, my husband got a couple weeks or three or four weeks ago for a Sunday morning service that just has remained with me. Um, and it just gets stronger and stronger. Hmm. And it is from Second Peter, the first chapter in verse three. Again, this is about hearing his voice today. Hmm. And boosting your faith today, while it's called today. By his divine power, in verse 3, it says, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one uh, who called us, by, uh, called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence... He has given us great and precious promises or his word or his voice. These are promises that enable you to share his divine nature and to escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. And I think that the Passion Translation says it really very strongly. And it says, escape the corrupt desires that are in the world. And so there are two things that happen through the word of the Lord coming to us, his voice coming to us. 
It enables us to escape things that are wrong. It enables us to escape traps that are wrong, that have been set by the devil. It enables us to escape um, evil intentions of other people. And uh, we're able to not only escape plots and plans and traps that have been set for us, but even things that tend to weaken us because uh, we're susceptible to certain um, lust or corrupting things to our, uh, our mind or our eyes or our ears, our emotions. The word of God gives us escape from that corruption. So every day we're hearing something come from God, if we'll listen. Hearing something that comes from God that enables us to escape corruption instead of it sticking to our heads, our attitudes, um, we're able to escape. And even if the devil has a trap set for you, the word that comes every day, today, enables us to escape. But not only that, it tells us that we also, through these great and precious promises, we partake of divine nature. In other words, not everything that God does for us is about just deliverance from sickness, deliverance from poverty, deliverance from, from lack, deliverance from strife, deliverance from you know, uh, other works of the devil. There is a whole other operation of God where he infuses us with himself. Oh, the life that a Christian could live if they were filled with God. Amen. Their lives wouldn't be from crisis to crisis to crisis to crisis to crisis. One crisis in deliverance, the next crisis in deliverance, the next crisis in deliverance. Instead, if we're filled with the glory of God, filled with the nature of God, we begin to go from strength to strength, from glory to glory. And instead of just needing deliverance, we, became, we become a conduit of deliverance to yeah. other people. Amen. We bring his nature to other people. So again, how often do these things happen? Do they happen just in a conference? Do they happen just every once in a while in a great meeting? No, it is every day. And I'm going to say it again. It is today. If we hear his voice and respond to it, it will cause us to have these amazing interactions with God as deliverer, but not only that, but he infuses us with himself. Now, this is what I, I uh, this morning when I was praying, I, I um, heard these, these things in my heart. What you hear today from God, what you hear today from God, when responded to, gives access to the realm of God. Hmm. I think there everybody that would be listening wouldn't uh, argue the fact that there's nothing impossible with God. Hmm. There's nothing too difficult. He knows everything we need to know. He's he is all powerful, all knowing. He's everything he's all in all but a lot of times christians live below their access to god mm. they're living as though uh, they're not children of god they're there may be servants of god and mm. they're trying to do something for god but not in union with him not in him and him in them and so what God wants us to do is be filled with him, filled with his word, so that uh, we're infused with his nature and giving out his nature then to other people. 
Second Corinthians uh, 1 Corinthians 1.4 says that we're able to comfort one another with the comfort that we've been comforted with. So the word that we eat ends up being the word that we give. Mm. The priest, not all the sacrifices, but many of the sacrifices that, uh, that were given in the Levitical time uh, and way of worship, often priests ate of the sacrifices. They ate them. And so uh, it isn't just it isn't just that God uh, God can do something for you, but when we fill ourselves with him, what he wants to do for us, he wants to also do through us to other people. And we get to be very, very bold about that. So he has given us his word to do these wonderful things. And then when we hear his voice today, responding to it gives us access to the realm of God. Now, uh, Hebrews chapter three and chapter four, we didn't take time to look at all the today verses. There, there are um, a few in there, but I, I like what it tells us. When you hear his voice today, mm. hearken, listen. Mm. So mm. today I, list, I looked up these words uh, to hear. When you hear his voice, the word hear in the dictionary means to receive information by the ear or otherwise. It means to listen with favor. In other words, I want to hear or assent or compliance. And so we want to hear his voice. And when we hear it, we're receiving information and we are uh, we're in a position to as assent to it or comply with it or respond to it. And I was thinking in the Bible about people who heard his voice. Uh, Moses was one of those people. He was minding his own business. He wasn't, he wasn't even that day necessarily looking for God. He was tending his sheep in Exodus, the third chapter. But there was a, there was a um, burning bush that got his attention in verse 3. He turned aside to see what it was. And when he turned aside, God spoke to him and he heard it. Hmm. He didn't know that bush was going to talk to him or he was going to hear a voice when he was looking at that bush. But he heard it. And when he heard it, he paid attention and he responded. If at any point Moses would have quit responding, the conversation would have ended. And what we see as the book of Exodus would never have been finished. It would have stopped right there. <laughs> the, reason, uh, the reason we have the amazing story of, of the Exodus is because Moses kept on responding to God. In that chapter, they go back and forth. They talk back and forth to one another. God wants somebody to respond to him. I'm thinking of another one. Peter went up on the on the roof time, a rooftop to pray. And uh, I don't know what he was praying about. There, it doesn't say what he was praying about. It just says that he was praying. But then there was a there was a a, a vision, and a voice came, yeah. and he heard it, yeah. and uh, it gave pivotal um it gave a pivotal instruction to him hmm. that there were going to be two men that were going to come from uh, cornelius's house and they he was to go with them and they were gentile people he was a jew but what he heard on that that rooftop changed everything in god's interaction with human beings hmm. it happened on that roof amen and Peter, Peter heard it. Now, there are other people in the, in the Bible. Um, 
I think it's an interesting thing uh, in looking at the stories and all the characters of the Bible. It, it's a nice study to go through and see God when God spoke to them. What did they do when God spoke to them? Mm. And a, a lot of them weren't looking for him. Mm. But he spoke to them and they heard him. Mm. Then the Lord gave me the word this morning, listen. Listen is different than hear. Mm. You don't have to be listening to hear something. You can just be doing something and hear a sound and turn around to see what it is you're hearing. Yes. And, and then hear what it is. But listen is different. Proverbs, the fourth chapter in verse 20, tells us how we take God's medicine. My son, incline your ear unto my saying. Or in other words, listen on purpose. And so I, I, I love the stories of, of the Bible that give us both examples. There are, there are um, these people that had occasions where God found them doing what they were doing and spoke to them and gave them a word that changed their life. But then we also have the example, like the one where we see uh, Peter on the rooftop where in prayer, he was engaged in, in talking to God where he could listen. Hmm. Moses was taken by surprise. Peter wasn't taken by surprise. Hmm. I'd like to encourage you. There are there's sometimes people that hear other testimonies, testimonies of someone that maybe had a vision or maybe had an amazing encounter with God. You know, God just came and spoke to them or somebody came and gave them a word, a word of prophecy and spoke to them and they heard that word. It's so beautiful. Take that word, respond to that word. But I want to tell you something. Hmm. Count on this fact. God has plainly told us he talks to us on a daily basis. Don't expect for him to take you by surprise today. Instead, incline your ear mm. and listen. Let me read to you what the dictionary says the word listen means. It's a beautiful word. It means to wait attentively. Wait attentively for a sound. Usually followed by to give attention with the ear. Mm. Sometimes when you're giving attention or waiting attentively, you're not hearing anything at that very moment. You're not hearing something. Yes but you're moving in so that you can mm. because you're expecting to hear. Mm. You believe that there is something being said and you want to catch it. Mm. Everyone that is listening to this, God wants to talk to you, move in and mm. listen. The word um, in the King James, the new King James, even incline your ear. That means lean in. Mm. Give your ear. That's another way that uh, the King James gives it. Give mm. ear. What do you mean? Give ear. Well, give your ear. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. Give your ear. Mm. Because what comes in your ear gives you faith, will mm. boost your faith. Amen. Amen. What gives, what comes in your ear connects you to the divine nature of God. Amen. What comes in your ear gives you the roadmap to escape. Mm. 
traps of the devil and, and corruption that's in this world. What, what comes in your ear when you incline it? enables you to fellowship with Almighty God, your Heavenly Father, your Blessed Redeemer, the beautiful Holy Spirit. Lean in. Lean in. He's talking. Now, one reason why you need to lean in, if you're talking to somebody and they're saying something that you don't care to hear, you don't lean in, try mm. to hear it. Sometimes <laughs> you even lean back because you're not interested in it. Mm. In other words, you're hardening your heart to what somebody's saying. You're going, ah, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Sometimes you'll even turn your head away. Mm. Like, I don't want to hear it. Um, but if there's a lot of racket if there's a lot of voices that are being heard and somebody's saying something that is really important to you, what you end up doing is scooting in. You get a little bit closer, get a little bit closer and you give your ear. Right now, while the world is in a racket the devil is talking, TV's talking, corruption is talking, this thing is talking, that thing is talking. Scoot in. Mm. Scoot in mm. and give your ear. Mm. Peter, as I said, gave a good example on how to do that. The Bible said he, uh, he went up on the rooftop to pray. In other words, he separated himself from a lot of racket. I'd like to encourage you in these days, turn the TV off. Turn the radio off. I'm not saying you can't ever watch it. I'm just saying there's somebody talking. And they're saying words that will change your life. And you need to listen. Don't have the attitude, well, if God wants to talk to me, he knows where I am and he can talk. And I'll hear it. There is those kind of talking. So there are those kind of announcements, you know, where God just, and you hear it. Praise the Lord. You hear it. But you don't know when those kind of, of, of messages and words are going to come. You cannot schedule those kind you mm. can schedule the daily feeding because he promised mm. to give you daily bread Amen. ask him for it lean Amen. in and receive it i tell you what i tell you what there's going to be people that are delivered out of terrible situations terrible domestic situations terrible job situations you're delivered out of it and you are led into god's provision and god's direction for your life mm. you'll start recognizing his voice and Amen. responding to it and you some people have gotten yourself into a mess it isn't even the devil you did it you got yourself into a mess by bad choices do you know what? If you'll incline your ear, he'll lead you out of the problem that you got yourself into. He'll lead you out. Amen. Isn't that merciful? That Whoa. is so merciful. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. If it was somebody else, they'd say, oh, you can just rot in that problem. You deserve to have that problem. <laughs> you got yourself into that mess. You made your bed, now you lay in it. That's not our God. Oh. He said, you got yourself into a mess. Now, if you'll listen, I can give you steps, step by step, of what to come out of. 
Do you know, pastors, God can deliver in a second, you know, those instantaneous deliverances. And I love them and they're happening and they're going to happen more and more supernatural deliverances. The kind Peter had on the night when an angel smote him on the side and said, wake up, Peter, when he was in a prison, in the inner prison, in, in all kinds of shackles, and he was bound to guards, and that angel got him out. Right like that, I mean, got him out. But that isn't the only kind of deliverance God does. He walks people out of deliverance. Amen. And he talks to people right while they're in the problem. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were not delivered from fire. But he came in that with them and spoke to them and communed with them right there. Mm. I believe he was talking to them about how they were going to they were gonna have uh, dominion and more influence when they got out of that fire and how he wanted to use them in the, in the kingdom of Babylon, in the empire. God has secrets that he's not going to shout at you. He needs you to come and listen. If you wanna know God's secrets, lean in. I found this to be the case. Find a quiet place and a quiet time. Can God speak amongst the, the noise and the rabble? Yes, God can speak. But sometimes it's hard to hear. Hmm. So find a place that's quiet. Find a time that's quiet. Not everybody's time is the same. You know, Brother... Uh, uh, Pastor Toke would know this well about Brother Hagen. He liked to pray in the night. He liked to pray, stay up late, and then pray late into the night. I, I don't. I conk out. I'm tired at night. By the end of the day, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm sleeping. But where I'm, oh, I'm most sensitive is in the morning. Hmm. So know when is the best time for you and guard your ears. Protect mm -hmm. your ears. Protect your time with the Lord. Find, find that time and find that place where there is no disturbance. Recently, you know, uh, was, it, was it Mother's Day recently in, Ni in Nigeria? Yeah. Yes, it was we do American also. and yes. Yeah, it was here too. And so uh, my husband had me share on that Sunday morning. And so I was talking about Susanna Wesley. And Susanna Wesley uh, had given birth to 19 children. 10 of them lived. And oh my, she was a woman of prayer. And there was no place for her to pray uh, where there were not other people. <laughs> her house is full of people, full of sound, full of people. But she made her place by pulling the apron up over her head. And when the children saw that the apron was over her head, they knew that she was in her closet. Hmm. Father, Mama, she's praying. <laughs> Jesus said it this way. When you're praying, go in your closet and shut the door. There's something that happens when you shut things out and, and move in to not just hear what may happen. I may get a word from God. I may not get a word from God. No. Don't leave it up to just chance. You can also listen on purpose. And when you listen, you will hear God talk every single day. 
He talks from his word and he talks by his spirit. I'd like to pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much that you're a God who talks. You're not cold and different. Amen. You don't draw away and give us the silent treatment. Mm. You speak. You Amen. spoke through the prophets in old time, but you speak through your son. Amen. You also speak through your word. Amen. And Jesus said that the Holy Spirit who would come in his place would also show us things to come and lead us into all truth. Amen. So we know of a certainty that you speak to us. We know beyond a shadow of a doubt that every day has within it a beautiful opportunity to hear from God. I pray, Father, every person who is listening to me in this broadcast, I ask you to help them cherish their secret time, cherish mm their closet, cherish the place to lean in and listen. Because surely the head of the church will lead his church in this time. Surely the head of the church will lead members of the body in this time. And as they follow him, they will not be in confusion and they will not be in dismay. Being discouraged and being disheartened or in dismay is indication of following another voice that is leading into despair. Listen not to any other voice, but listen. Listen to the one who does speak in your heart and make his voice your choice. Listen and respond and hearken unto him and hearken and respond to what he tells you to do, how to act, what to say, where to go, and he will cause you to walk in the light, walk in the light with him in victory, Amen. no matter what and no matter how dark the night he is speaking. Hearken mm. unto him. In Amen. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory. Glory. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much, Pastor Patsy. Thank you for that. Just the importance of us leaning in. Hearing from God on a daily basis, spending time in his word, spending time in our prayer closet to hear on the inside of us the things he'll want to speak to us. And the fact that just like uh, the Bible talks about Jesus being that bread of life and like they were fed with manna on a daily basis and God wanting to speak to us on a daily basis that's that's really really so important in these trying times mm. and then the importance of yeah shutting out every other thing the the media the news the radio sometimes just in that quiet time in that quiet season mm. praise god thank you so so much amen thank you so much this has been an awesome teaching. This has been refreshing. This has been enlightening. And it's been quickening. And then as you began to pray and speak by the Spirit of God, those words you spoke are really, really so powerful. How by hearkening, responding to his voice within will bring the rest, will bring the victory. It will shut out the turmoil. Awesome. 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 Thank you, man. Thank you so Praise much. God. Well, we'll begin to uh, wrap, wrap this up at this time, this morning session. And then um, Reverend Patsy Caminetti will be with us also 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. This evening at 7 p.m., we're going to have Reverend Tad Gregorich. Happens to be 
the Dean of Rama Bible Training College USA, phenomenal teacher of God's word. And um, he's just going to share from his heart and will be impacted, will be blessed, and our faith be, will be boosted. In these times, God doesn't want us overcome. He doesn't want us in despair. He doesn't want us in defeat. The Bible says, thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus and makes manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. So 7 p.m. tonight, as well as that's uh, West African time, 7 p.m. And then 10 a.m. tomorrow morning and then 7 p.m. tomorrow night. We'll look forward to seeing you soon. Have a great day.